Hello there, and welcome to The Essentials. I'm James. I'm the pastor of the Freedom Moravian Church, and I started this podcast to give us a space to talk about our faith, to talk about life, and to lift up the hopeful experiences we have to celebrate the good news that we see and feel through this life. I hope that you have a Good long holiday weekend. I hope the weather was nice wherever you are. I got the chance to sit on the lake and do absolutely nothing. It was perfect. Kind of the, the right way to kickstart summer being into full swing. Um, can't believe it will be June soon. And there are uh, provincial meetings. There is summer camp. There's so much that will be on the schedule. It's time to kind of shift gears and get ready for those things. But today I wanted to share a story with you about a chance encounter that I had a couple of years ago. And I wanna share it with you because it's something I still look back on today because of the impact it had on me and maybe it will have an impact on you as well. So part of my ministry, part of my responsibilities as a pastor includes being involved in one of our local nursing homes where some of our members have been in the past. And the chaplain at the nursing home coordinates with the local pastors a schedule for us to go and lead a Sunday afternoon worship service with the residents of the nursing home. So with all the pastors in the area, it usually worked out to being, I would go and lead a service about once every two months, be one o'clock in the afternoon, and um, we just lead a simple worship service for any of the folks who wanted to attend. But there's a couple of things about the service that I want to tell you about, because it is a very unique setting. There's really no class in seminary that prepares you to walk into this setting on your own and lead a worship service. You kind of have to figure it out and go through the experience to really know what it's like. So as I mentioned, it's on Sunday afternoon. And for me, I am basically worthless on a Sunday afternoon because that morning usually takes so much out of me that I want nothing more than to be horizontal and nap and do as little as possible Sunday afternoon. It's not that the Sunday morning aspect is so long. It's just that from the moment you wake up to leading worship and greeting people afterward, there's always something on your mind. You're thinking of this tiny detail and you're just kind of engaged the entire morning. And afterwards, I just want to disappear. So getting the energy to go and do this service at the nursing home on Sunday afternoon could be kind of a challenge sometimes because I'm already running on fumes and to lead another service is something that can take a lot out of you. But also the crowd at the service is totally unpredictable. You have no idea what you're walking into. Sometimes you might have three people who are there and want to worship with you. Sometimes you'll have 20. During the worship service, you may have half of your audience asleep or distracted in some other way. And also 
the sermon that you give for your congregation in the morning is usually not a sermon that relates or fits very well with a nursing home crowd. Usually on Sunday morning at church, try to steer my reflection around some sort of action, something people can do or be involved in as they live out their Christian witness, some form of a rah-rah speech about what we can do together. And to be very honest, that's not the place where people are at in the nursing home. You can't tell them to, to go out and do this, this, and this, to uh, expend all of this energy, and it's just not quite the same feel. You can't tell them the exact same thing you told to your congregations. You kind of have to tweak things. You have to change the order of worship a little bit and maybe choose some hymns that people will know really well. The service is just a, a very unique sort of thing. But as I you know, look back on those services and leading them, I'm also, for all of the kind of unpredictable pieces of it, for all of the challenge it is to, to get myself off the couch and, and go out on a Sunday afternoon, I'm also aware of just how incredibly important the services are. And for the chaplains or the spiritual care coordinators who work in nursing homes or assisted living facilities, it is amazing work that they do to keep people engaged, to keep them busy and try their best from getting lonely or down about their situation. So these services just being a small sliver of that work, I know there's a tremendous amount of meaning behind them. And I always leave those services feeling much better than I did going in. I remember why I'm going there. I remember the people who appreciate the message and the worship service. And it really just changes your perspective. So these services that I take part in about once every two months, and the if the one service that I'm thinking about took place a couple of years ago, it was still kind of in that middle ground of COVID. It wasn't the beginning days, maybe we'd been going through COVID for about a year or so. And it was uh, at a time when you would get to the facility, you'd kind of get into that first entryway, you'd ring a buzzer and a nurse would come and give you a rapid COVID test. And then you'd wait 15 minutes in that little room as they waited for the results to make sure you could come in and you'd be wearing a mask and, and all of those COVID protocols. So as I got there on this Sunday, I got my rapid test from the nurse, but the nurse, as she was doing that, mentioned that she wasn't sure if we would have anybody for worship. They might have had something else going on in the center that day. I'm not sure, but she didn't know if anyone would be coming to worship. So while the test was being run, she was going to go check, but she had a feeling that I might just get to go home and not lead the service for that afternoon. And when I heard that, to be perfectly honest, I was kind of relieved. It's, it's a great service to be a part of, but it's not the worst thing in the world to have your afternoon cleared up. 
I drive past a Dairy Queen on my way home from this nursing home, and I was already planning what I might get, uh, what I might enjoy while watching the Packers. So it was just kind of an opportunity for a Sunday off, and I was, in a way, looking forward to that. So as the nurse comes back with my COVID test, she told me the test was negative and confirmed that there weren't any residents interested or available for worship so that we won't be needing a worship service for that afternoon. I was thinking, all right. I started fumbling for my keys in my pocket to head out the door. And as I had two steps out the door, she called me back and said, well, wait, there's there's actually a resident who is on hospice care. And he's alone in his room right now. He has a son who's coming to be with him, but she wasn't sure if the son would be here in time to be with his dad. And she was wondering, since I'm a pastor, if I would go and sit with him for a little while. So I went from thinking I was home free and thinking about getting in line at the drive-thru at the Dairy Queen to what is probably the most uh, di the direct opposite of that feeling uh, and being asked to go into a room where a total stranger is on hospice care and is alone. So I said, of course, I would go sit with him. And thankfully, the room that he was in was kind of in the back corner of the building. So I had a long walk to kind of collect myself, kind of get away from that Sunday afternoon off feeling to uh, kind of regrouping and focusing to be with this gentleman named Walter. So I got to Walter's room. He was still alert and, and still pretty talkative. So I sat with him for a while while he waited for family to arrive. And just over those uh, probably half an hour, we got to know each other a little bit. He told me his life story, how his parents immigrated to the United States and how they started a farm. And he was a farmer pretty much his entire life. We watched the Packer game together. We spent really just a wonderful chunk of time together. We played a little bit of cards. It was really just a pleasant surprise to be with him. Before I left, I offered to say a prayer with him. And after I offered the prayer, he expressed his gratitude. He was so thankful that I was willing to stop in and just be there on this off chance that I was around and available. And he just said that he appreciated someone stopping to chat with an old man like him. And I don't know if his son made it in time. I don't know how long Walter stayed after that. But what I do know is the incredible impact a chance encounter like that can have. Not saying that I had a tremendous impact on Walter. I don't know if I made much of a difference in the last few moments of his life or not, but I still think about him, about how kind he was, about how fearless he was as he neared the end of his life, 
how grateful he was for the experiences he went through, how willing he was to share his story. And through that time with him, it gave me a new lens to the ministry that I try to partake in, the meaning behind why I do what I do. Because sometimes you're stuck in the office for days at a time, you're going through some of the administration sides of things, you're running board meetings or uh, doing Zoom calls for uh, different committees that you're on. And sometimes all of that can, can take you away from the people-to-people -people interactions that I got into this ministry for. And to get that time with Walter on an afternoon where I was exhausted, when I was just thinking I needed some time alone to recharge and to be thrown in to be doing the exact opposite of that, it was a gift from Walter to me to remind me what my ministry is all about, that I'm here for the people, even total strangers, to be there for people as they experience the highs and the lows of life, as they tackle new challenges, and as they consider their earthly journey coming to an end. So just that chance interaction, that random moment where our paths got to cross, could have never predicted the impact that Sunday afternoon would have on me, the inspiration it would give me, the motivation it would give me for my ministry. So for you all, the message I have for you is to not waste those opportunities to be a blessing to other people. Thinking of the way that Walter was able to be a blessing to me. These random encounters with total strangers, it can be 30 seconds, it can be half an hour, it can be events that are totally unplanned, but you will never know the lasting impact you can have on that person you've never met before. If you're kind, if you're gracious, if you're thoughtful about it, there are plenty of opportunities to make a lasting impression and a lasting impact on the people that we just bump into out in the world. So I hope you'll keep that in mind the next time you run into someone at the grocery store or in a restaurant, the next time you are totally surprised by your interaction with a stranger, that you will see it as an opportunity to be a blessing to them and hope that in some way you have a positive impact on their life. Because I know that Walter had a positive impact on mine. That's all I have for you this week or for this episode. You'll get another episode tomorrow or Friday, I do believe. If you want to learn more about the church that I serve, it's the freedommoraviancurchsite.org. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on YouTube if you want to worship with us a little bit. That's the Freedom Moravian Church. Or you could learn about the Greater Moravian Church at moravian.org. So I thank you for listening. Stay well, and I will catch you next time.